Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Everyone went quiet really quickly, so well behaved. Just give someone a high five or something crazy just for a minute. Bit of a disturbance down the front here, yeah, radicals. (laughs) Well, I want to share this morning on what I've called the great escape. Um, It sounds good, doesn't it? I hope it comes up to the benchmark of of the title the Great Escape, I'm going to start in 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1, which we got up on the screen, and it's pretty simple this morning, okay? So it says, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires, What we are seeing in the West in particular, but infiltrating the world, uh, is the corruption of humanity by human desires. No longer is truth, truth, as we've known it, as some of you guys have known it for generations. uh, But now the world runs on feelings. The world runs on uh, whatever we think is our truth, And that's how we're going to live out our life. And what I'm talking about there is Hollywood, social media, the predominant uh, voices to the next generation in that arena. So we need to be awake and alert to what the enemy is using right now to go after a generation. And it comes out of what is described here, corruption caused by human desires. Human desires that we have a choice to say yes to or no to. And it's interesting, isn't it, in today's society, uh, this, is kind, this way of thinking of saying no to those desires has gone out the window. Now it's if you feel like that, pursue that, therefore it's right. But this is corruption coming from the snake in the garden. This is the snake that tries to tempt us and say, you're having those particular thoughts. And it could be in any arena. This is not having a go at any particular bent or agenda. This is any sin whatsoever. Corruption caused by human desires. And it all originates from the garden, from the temptation of Satan coming at us. And no one is immune from this. No one in this room has ever not been tempted. We've all been tempted to have a a way of thinking that is not godly. We then have a choice in our character, in our soul, in our being of who we are to say yes or to say no. And we are going to have choices in the next few weeks, in the next few months, this year, to either fulfill those desires or say yes or no to those things. And what I want to explore today is how do we escape this reasoning of humanity that is just basically saying, do whatever you like. Go and slap someone in the face publicly if you feel like it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably will in the next few weeks. 
But it is a weird world that we live in. It is a weird world that we live in. And the Bible is so accurate in saying in the last days they will call good evil and evil good. Because we can see it right now, can't we? It's like this mishmash of, of good and bad. And, and we don't even know where the line is anymore of truth. And so we have to realize that there is, a, there is a Satan, there is an enemy, and he is trying to bring about his agenda, which is above and, and even weirder than any other agenda. It's his agenda, which is to bring that corruption into our lives and, and to fulfill those human desires. And this is talking about those wrong human, human desires. And so how do we do this? How do we escape this? How do we uh, navigate this journey? I want to just break down this passage, actually. So maybe if we leave Second Peter up on there, just so we can break it down. The starting point is, and it says, in because of his glory and excellence. Those two words, glory and excellence, they're very powerful words. And what he means there really is that overcoming, that authority that God has and he's given you and me, and that perfection. The truth is, none of us are perfect here on earth. We will be made perfect when we are with Christ in heaven. But right now, there's this struggle going on. In, on the earth, there's a struggle between the corruption, the snake, and between God. And so we are to realize that the only way we can escape this stuff is through his perfection. The only way we can have freedom from this carnality and the corruption that is going on around us is by accessing his glory and his excellence. And he has made it available. That's the good news. It's not just sitting in a box waiting for us. He has released the box. He's released the fragrance to you and me through the blood of Jesus Christ. See, before Christ, it was only available to a select people group, to the Jews. And, and they had access through the temple, through the priests, through sacrifice. But the Gentiles, most of us, um, there's probably some Jewish blood in here somewhere. You select few lucky ones. But the rest of us, we were left out. But through the blood of Jesus, we were given access. We were given access and, and this is what it's talking about, this glorious promise, this excellence that comes from him has made accessible to you and to me. And sometimes you might be thinking, well, I've got, I've got none of that. Well, he's made it accessible by faith. See, most of us, if we run on our feelings, aren't going to travel too well because, well, we might be like a roller coaster. Be like one week, okay, I'm doing really well. I'm getting paid this week. If, you, if you're fortnightly paid, it's going to be like a two-week roller coaster. But if it's a weekly pay, it's going to be every week. Wednesday come, yes, I've got some money. Okay, here we go again. And this roller coaster of life, how am I feeling? How's things going on around me? How's my work situation? How's my bank balance? How am I looking? All of these things are carnal. They will pass away. And if we live our lives through those things, we're foregoing the glory and the excellence that is made available to us through Jesus Christ. And so if you want a great escape from the problems of this world, do not focus on this world. Because the more you study this world and try and work it out, and the weirder it gets, 
uh, the more anxiety comes about, the more nervous tension, the more mental illness, the more addictions, the more habits, the more escapism, whatever name you can come up with, it's all prevalent in our society because we have the groanings in humanity of wanting the return of our Saviour. And the world doesn't, most of the world doesn't even know it. But that's what it is. It's this groaning. It's like, oh, I need something. I need something. Fill me. Get this addiction. I need to feel better about myself. All of that falls short of this glorious excellence that he's made available. And so next he goes on and says, he has given us great and precious promises. Do you know, no matter how you're feeling this morning, Jesus Christ has given you great and excellent promises. The Bible is full of it. The good stuff, I mean. It's full of amazing promises. Amazing promises. Proverbs, Psalms. I mean, just read it. Read, read through the Gospels and look at what Jesus says. I mean, just things like abundant life. Most of us would love to and are really seeking abundant life. We would love to have abundant life. And yet the Bible says we will have that through Christ. Abundant life. But sometimes we have to go after it. Sometimes we have to reach in by faith and go and grab hold of his glory and his excellence and say, by faith, Lord, I am going to begin living this out. I'm going to begin decreeing this over my life. It's interesting because uh, sometimes we can waver between... um, I'll call it passive and active Christianity. Sometimes it might just be through circumstances that we can't sort of take ground like normal. But there's other times where we take ground. And and, um, Karen and I talk a lot about this because it's like, you know, how much should we go after things? How much should we pray? Or how much is God just going to endow us with or release? And, And the truth is, I think that we have to listen to the Spirit to know His leading of of the pressing forward and the pulling back, pressing forward and the pulling back. But the truth is, if we haven't pressed forward in a while, then we probably need to. If it's been a while and uh, since you've taken ground, since you've pressed forward, then I want to encourage you, go for it. Go for it. If it's been a few months since you've started taking things by faith, then it's probably time to start, okay, Lord, over our household. And one thing that that um, you know, we try and do regularly, and I mean daily, if not more, is pray over our family, pray over our community in this region. And we, we do it every single day because we know the enemy is on the prowl. The enemy's on the prowl. He's on the prowl for your sanity. He's on the prowl for your peace. And if he can give you anxiety because you have not got as many followers on Instagram as someone else, then he's one of the day. But then when we go and tap into his glory and his excellence, which is made available through the blood of Jesus freely, it costs nothing. You don't have to have one person following you. You just have to have him following you. And then that glory and that excellence and that abundant life and joy is accessible and available for you today. Today. Despite the situation. The promises are available for you. Do not think they're just available for other people or for preachers or for people who, you know, look good in church or or seem to have it all together. His promises are available for you today, despite how you're feeling, despite the trials and the struggles, despite what friends say and peers say and social groups say, despite any of that stuff, his promises are available for you. 
Corrie Ten Boom said this, Let God's promises shine on your problems. If you have problems today, if you have struggles, challenges around you, let God's promises shine on them. Let his promises, what are they? Begin reading scripture over your life. Begin reading Proverbs and other other decrees and declarations over your situations. And watch what begins to happen. Watch what begins to happen. It may not just sort of velvet coat everything perfectly and everything just rolls on for the next week. Everything's just made perfect. No, but he will give you access to glory and excellence. And through the trials, we can strengthen ourselves and see through to the other side. And so let's have another look at this. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature. His divine nature. The world is craving the eternal. It's craving the perfection. It's cra- This is what humanity is crying out for, and yet it's made freely available for you today. His divine nature. He is divine. He is perfect. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. He is in control of everything. He knows exactly what's going to happen this year, next year, the year after. He's not worried. He's not shaken. He's not even disturbed. He knows exactly what's going to happen in your life. And we have access to that divine nature. Now, sometimes we only get snippets of it. If you're like me, that's pretty much it. It's just snippets. And at other times, we get snippets of humanity's corruption. I was driving this week, um, driving somewhere uh, in our area, and I could see a little disturbance up ahead. And so I sort of was going a little bit slower, and I could see a a mum and a daughter, and the mum was really um, comforting the daughter. And as I got closer, in fact, they were standing right in the middle of the road. Um, It's a fairly busy road too, and I could see others sort of watching on, and it was kind of building up. And I was the first one to sort of reach them in the middle of the road, and I could see, and and the daughter was, let's say, 18, 20, uh, and she was having a panic attack, and it was a full meltdown. Um, and uh, I'm just watching, and so I wound down the window, and I could see, okay, there's a lot going on here. Mum's just trying to, A, get her off the road before someone hits her, but she's trying to calm her down at the same time, as well as sort of guide the traffic around, and so I sort of wound down the window. I said, do you want me to jump out and help? She's like, no, 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 keep moving. Like She clearly did not, she'd been through this scenario before, I think, And it hit me as I was looking at this girl having an absolute melt. She was in her right mind. She she wasn't, uh, you know, uh, disabled any way. She was just having an absolute meltdown, an emotional breakdown or meltdown, a panic attack and shaking and crying and screaming actually at at the mum. And it hit me. I, I was looking at this and I was thinking, this is more prevalent in today's society than ever before. This scenario is what the enemy wants to do to a generation. He wants to bring so much nervous tension and mental illness and anxiety and stress because they do not feel like they've got enough of something. They do not feel worthy. And so all of this stress, I don't know what else was going on, who knows what else, but it just depicted for me a generational problem. And so this is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to bring about those human desires and that corruption, and he wants to bring it to the surface and wipe out a generation. 
And we can see that on mass with abortion. We can see that in so many other areas of society where the enemy is having a field day. And anyone who pushes back against that, whether it's in, in Australia or in the US or anywhere, generally the media mocks them. Like Ron DeSantis, you know, right now standing up for amazing bills in, in Parliament in Florida and he's getting mocked by the media. And so this is what's happened. Good is getting called evil. I pray for guys like Ron DeSantis here in Australia. We need some of them. If you don't know who he is, have a look at it. Have a look up. We need some strong men and women in our parliament who will stand up for righteousness, stand up for truth, not be wishy-washy, say one thing one minute and do another thing. It's, it's like, hello. And so let's keep praying for that because it's one of those things. We've got a federal election coming up. We just had an election. We've got a federal election coming up. We've got to pray for amazing men and women who will stand up for righteousness. Some of them don't even know Jesus, but they're standing up for righteousness. It's incredible right now. So don't just be fooled just because they say they're a Christian. But watch what they do. Watch what they say. Watch what, what policies are because it's really interesting right now what's going on. No rant, no rabbit trail. Take a deep breath. Just relax. Just chill. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says this, And not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. This, this is the spirit of what I want to say of escaping this whole, the drama of life, the drama of, of, of problems that are first world problems, but they're not actually real problems. Uh, and, and, and yet they feel so intense at times and even physical and all sorts of things going on, um, is this, encouragement. And encouragement is most powerful when it comes from a believer because they can speak encouragement in faith. They can speak encouragement in the Word of God. And what is described here, it's, it's saying... As we see the day approaching of Jesus' return, stop, don't give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. You might be saying, well, it's a bit hard during COVID. Of course it's hard during COVID. But what they're saying, as some are in the habit of doing, as in some have given over to a lifestyle of not meeting with other believers. This is a surefire way to shrivel up spiritually and die out. Because even though we're a ragtag, weird old bunch of people, let's be honest, God loves us. And his spirit moves through his people. And his word is living and active in his people. That's you and that's me. And so no matter what we look like or sound like or what we do or don't do, he loves his people and he loves to move in his people. And so there's something about rubbing shoulders. The Bible calls it iron sharpening iron. And even if we don't get things right, even if we're a bit I don't know, wobbly sometimes and, you know, we'll hear of all sorts of things that are going on. But when we're not shaken by that and we realize, wow, we're just like a family, really. You know, in your family, I'm sure you've got some interesting people. You know, think of your relative bashes and things like that. Some of you might not even meet together with your rallies because it's just so crazy. And so it's, it's, it's a weird and wonderful world. That's what the body of Christ is like. We're never going to be perfect here on earth. We're never going to get it all right. We're never going to sing the, the perfect songs and, and even have the right all sorts of things. But one thing we can be sure, as we don't give up meeting together and we follow the word of God, we worship together and then we encourage one another. 
I want to encourage you to be an encourager. And the good thing is most of you really, really are. You really are good encouragers. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the testimonies, I think, of our church, to be honest with you, is encouragement. When people get around one another, they encourage one another. And I, I think that it's a great spirit to have, is a spirit of encouragement. Now, this is something we can choose to operate in. You don't need to wait for hands to be laid on you to operate in the gift of encouragement. You've got it. If you have a mouth, you have the gift of encouragement. And you have access to his glory and his excellence just at your right hand. The Bible says the kingdom of God is in your hand. And so we have access to these things. We have access to the great escape from the world's corruption. And it's not so that we just disappear and, you know, the world can burn and we just disappear. No, it's so that we can reveal his nature to those around us. There are so many hurting, dying, needy people that need your encouragement. They might not need your, you know, even your Christianity, (laughs) but they might need encouragement. They might not need a prophetic word, but they might need encouragement. I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm just saying sometimes we spiritualize everything way too much. And so just, just words of encouragement. It's like, wow, you look amazing today. You smell amazing today, even if they don't. You know, what, what, just prophesy over them that they're going to smell nice. <laughs> Whatever it is, as we begin to step into encouragement Watch their countenance change. Watch, watch their demeanor change. Watch their face change. You'll know when someone comes up to you and they just say something nice or they say something encouraging. It's like it lifts you, doesn't it? It lifts you. It's a gift from the Father that you and I can operate into whatever level we want to, whatever degree we want to. Many people would say, oh, I want to I heal the sick like Smith Wigglesworth. Well, it's a hard thing. I've been trying many years and I'm still on that journey. But one thing is limitless is the gift of encouragement. Limitless, 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 limitless. So I want to encourage you this week, send a text of encouragement to someone that you wouldn't normally send it to. I'm going to do the same thing myself. You might want to send 20 texts. You might want to send three texts. But don't make it hyper-spiritual, intergalactical, so they don't even know what you're talking about. Make it normal. Make it relatable. Make it humble. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes sometimes we're so intergalactical, people are cross-eyed, they don't even know what we're talking about. It's more about you than it was about them. So we just give. When we're giving encouragement, we're giving selfless not selfish. So we're giving something. So we're taking time. You might want to give someone $1,000. You might want to give someone a gift. You might want to do something for someone. This, this is encouraging. This is activating that gift of faith. This is activating. Why am I saying that? Because I'm telling you, our community needs it. Our community really needs it. I mean, I've, I've said to you before, I kind of jokingly follow a Facebook page called South Life. I encourage you to follow it if you want a good laugh. But it's in, in fact, don't, uh, because it's, it's, it's not appropriate at various times. But the reason I follow it is because we're pastors in the South. I want to know what these guys are thinking. I want to know what these guys are saying. And I'm telling you that the, the jokes about um, my suburb <laughs> and about colonnades and just about south, Southern way of thinking, it's hilarious. But there's actually a lot of truth to it. There's a lot of truth to it. 
And, and ultimately, a lot of what they're saying is, you know, they're joking about the crime. They're joking about the drugs. They're joking about the uh, all sorts of, you know, socioeconomic issues going on down south. But there's actually a true element to it. Our region needs you. Our region needs your spirit of encouragement. It needs your smile. I don't know if you've ever been at... at, at Shops going through the checkout and you think, oh, this person is possibly the saddest person I've met this week. They need your smile. They need your hello. And it might mean getting off the phone. Like I, I was the other day just on the phone. I'm thinking, okay, this is a bit rude. So I put the phone down. I just had a chat with them because um, our daughter is now a checkout chicken. I'm realizing, okay, on the other side of the counter, they like it when you engage with them as well. But it's interesting how easy it is to operate in a spirit of encouragement. You can help someone escape the pains of today by stepping into the spirit of encouragement, by stepping into what's talked about here, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Let me tell you, Jesus is coming again soon. He's coming again soon. And if you do not know him, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, then do it today. Just say, Jesus, I want to live for you. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. You might be watching online. Never given your life to Jesus. Do it this morning in your lounge room, in the shower, outside gardening, wherever it is. Because Jesus is coming again soon for you and for me. He's going to judge the living and the dead. And we've been reminded this week how life is temporal. Life is temporal. It's a thin veil, isn't it? It's a thin veil. And none of us knows the hour. We don't know when Jesus is returning. He's going to come like a thief in the night. And so it's one of these things we have to remind ourselves as we see the day approaching. Encourage one another. Keep fanning into flame the gift that God has given you. I want you to stand this morning. I want the band to come. I'm just going to read this passage again. Just as you're standing there, I want you to, by faith, just receive this. And just let whatever, you may have stuff going on in your mind, in your life, that's just trying to get in the way of success and of goodness and of good things happening in, uh, in your life. I want to read this and decree this over you again, just so that it sinks in this morning. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given you great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. His glory and excellence. I speak that over every person here this morning. The glory and excellence of Jesus Christ. I speak it over your mind. I speak it over depression. I speak it over sickness. I speak it over anxiety. I speak it over mental illness. I speak it over confusion. I speak it over habits. In the mighty name of Jesus, glory and excellence from His divine nature. Lord, I pray by the power of your spirit, you would break every chain. You would break every chain of corruption from the enemy. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Where we've fallen into temptation. Where we've fallen for the lie and corruption. And we've let stuff get in the way. Holy Spirit, I pray you would come and 
release the glory and excellence of Jesus Christ into our lives. And so, Lord, I pray this morning that you would fill us with more of you. Fill us with the knowledge of you. And let your power and presence go before us and release that spirit of encouragement. We're going to sing this song this morning. I want you to sing it by faith. I want you to lift your hands, open your mouths, and release by faith a song, a decree, and a declaration as we sing this morning.